Hello, hello, and welcome to Temple of the False Spot, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. Hi, I'm Bruce. Yes, you are. And this is the second week of our little break, uh, where we do little mini episodes. Uh, because what else are we going to do between seasons? We're going to talk about uh, cards that we liked, or, uh, you know, uh, little little vignettes, uh, cards or interactions, something that's been on our mind about the game. And, uh, you know, right. as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, we have a YouTube channel, by the way. Uh, we're, we're testing out doing this on video because we were thinking about maybe doing our 10th season also as video on YouTube. So uh, this is just me testing it out. If you see us now, Hello! Last week we talked about Hearthstone, one of Bruce's favorite cards. Uh, this week we're gonna. I brought five cards to the table, Bruce. <laughs> greedy, I'm a little greedy. greedy, like greedy. I'm a little greedy, Gremlin. Uh, but these these cards speak to me, or at least three of them. <laughs> uh, I'll just cut to the chase. Uh, this week I brought the Court Cycle from Commander Legends. Uh, because I think we need more cards like that. Uh, this cycle came out in Commander Legends, as I said. Um, and I think that they kind of expanded upon it in uh, Battle for Baldur's Gate with the Ancient Dragon cycle. Uh, the Ancient Dragons, they get through for damage. You roll a d20. Big thing happens. Awesome. I love these big splashy spells. This is what the format was based on, and uh, we need more of them, especially in these like weird draft formats that are apparently more niche than people realized. I mean, I think that uh, goofy multiplayer draft formats is uh, goes hand-in-hand hand with Commander, and uh, we need to really embrace this. I can't wait for Commander Legends 3, uh, Battlebond 2. That's from that's my from Mark Rosewater. I think we're out of luck on that one. But uh, let's see, let's see. I can do this again. Uh, Commander Legends three, unbattle bond. Uh, uh, take the crown. So it's it's all the it's just a jumble of all of the the greatest draft formats of all time. Conspiracy, battle bond. Obviously, Commander Legends, and just throw some Silver Border or Acorn in there. How about the Commander Legends, Uninspired? Oh, oh. yeah, there we go. And it's Maybe just that, uh, that doesn't come the way I want it to. Uninspired, uninspired, Un uninspired. <laughs> and each of the each of the the draft packs is like this big, and like it's like ten and ten next to each other. But then you also have a a, a plane card that be yeah. sweet you know just like yeah, you draft sweet. the planes yeah yeah and well just, that's the way plane chase is supposed to be played you're supposed to be building like you, mm. you can draft the planes but i mean we just need more planes out there you know yeah um yeah. andy let's talk about your cards uh my cards Zuh. today uh, i've got four of them nope i've got five of them five <laughs> cycle andy cycle sorry i sometimes i just forget blue's a color and honestly, surprisingly, it's the least interesting here. Uh, so the idea behind this cycle 
is that when it, they're all enchantments, when they come into play, you become the monarch. And then something happens if this enchantment's on the battlefield at your upkeep. And something better happens if you're also the monarch. So I'm going to quickly go through them, uh, I guess, in Wooburg order. So first up, we've got Court of Grace, which is two white white. Uh, enters the battlefield, become the monarch. At the beginning of your upkeep, create a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying. Which, Under on its own... What? Underwhelming. Ah, it's... Underwhelming. I mean... I it's like a freeze the... flying blocker, which is phenomenal. Yes. Right. I just don't know that I want to pay four. Now, it's every I appreciate, turn, Yes, I appreciate in, in our longer games, that can pay off. Because, yeah. you know, in, in, in our games, you could get like seven or eight of these 1-1 one, one, uh, white spirit creature tokens with flying because our games just go that long. But, uh, man, I'm more excited about the next part. Yeah, if you're the monarch, create a 4-4 white angel creature token with flying instead. Which, I mean, if you had Divine Intervention... Divine Intervention? Divine Visitation already out, uh, then you're already getting those. But, it just... it This one 4-mana enchantment, if you're the monarch, at the beginning of your upkeep, you get a 4-4, which is amazing. And, I mean, if you're already playing a token deck, which you're in white and you're making tokens, like, you probably already are... Like, you probably have... You know, ways to either give them vigilance, pump them up. You know, you're dealing with tokens. Uh, and I think that this design knocks it out of the park for white. I think that, like... Well, I think as we go on, we'll see, like, them getting increasingly better in terms of, like, the the massive amount of payoff and the how, how hard it is for other people to get the Monarch back. I think the fact that, right. like... With Court of Grace, your creating blockers will make it harder for your opponents to get the Monarch to then stop you from getting 4-4s. Four it's amazing. Right. And to, um, to, be, to be fair, those 1-1 one, one Flyers, they are a great way to get the Monarch back. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're evasion, they're evasion and you can usually slip, slip through and uh, manage to steal away the Monarch. So. Um. The next one is the blue one. Yes. Uh, Court of Cunning for three mana. One blue blue. Uh, enters, become the monarch. At the beginning of your upkeep, any number of target players each mill two cards, which is much more underwhelming. Like, if you're playing the mill strategy... Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Two at a this time is, is not great. Right. This is a card, if that's what you're looking at, you're running it in decks where, you're, where you have a ton of recursion. Yeah, because you want to get your own cards into the graveyard. You're and this mill yeah. any number of target players, so you are always going to be targeting yourself in this mill. You're probably playing that. it with red to get instants and sorceries back, or you're playing it with black to get creatures back, right. or care about graveyard stuff. Um, if you're the monarch, each of those players mills ten cards instead. This card is a very specific card. I'd say it's the <clears> worst <throat> out of the cycle, but it's very specific in the way that like. If that is what you're trying to do, then it is great. It's great right. at what it does, especially if you're the monarch. But I mean, even in like uh, Bruvac the Grandiloquent says, if an opponent would mill one or more cards, they milled twice that many cards instead. If you're the monarch, they're milling 20. Great. That's a fifth of their deck, but it's very, very specific. I will say for this one, 
you really do have to have it in the mill strategy, but the mill strategy then doesn't necessarily have ways to get the monarch back. I mean, yeah. you're going to have ways to protect your own life total, but not necessarily ways to take somebody else's. So if you do ever lose the monarch, and to be fair, folks are going to gun for you. <laughs> if Well, I yeah. mean, if you're the monarch, they want to be able to draw cards, so they're going to come after you. So you're trying to hold it, and you've got everybody coming after you. If you lose it, this is going to be hard to get it back. So that's I, I agree with Andy. I'm, I'm a little less excited about this one. I think that's the thing about these cards, too, is that the the initial downside isn't even, like, the like people are gunning for you so that you don't get the bigger thing. People are gunning for you because they want to draw an extra card, right. uh, which, like, is great. Like, I love cards that, like, really, like, make people go for attacking, like, move the game along. I, I, I love this kind of thing. Uh, and having drafted this format only a handful of times it really like if you build your deck around the monarchy people are going to be attacking you and you need to be a okay with that and b you need to have backup strategies with this next one i feel like the black one is too wordy for its own good okay um because I feel like it can be misinterpreted, interpreted, interpreted, misinterpreted fairly easily. So the black one is Court of Ambition. It's two black black. One enters to become the monarch. And then at the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent loses three life unless they discard a card. So they have an option. They can either discard right. a card or lose three life. If you are the monarch, instead, each opponent loses six life unless they discard two cards. So they have an option again. Um, and I feel like I've read this card so many times and it wasn't into, like, I feel like every time I read it, I'm like, oh, I thought that said and. Like, losing a card and three life seems like a lot, and it is, because it's not what this card does. Um, but losing a card or losing three life, I, I like the I like the, the option that it gives to the opponent. I mean, unless right. you're building around this card, which you probably are, um in which they have no cards in hand, and then they're just going to gun for you because they don't have any cards in hand, and you did right. that to them. Like, you're playing a discard deck, and it's doesn't feel good. Like, I'd rather be milled than forced to discard every turn. Um, I don't have much to say about this card. I like the design. Yeah. Uh, unless your deck is a Turgrid deck, <laughs> uh, this is a completely fine fine enchantment i think that if you're not building around uh discard i think that this does an adequate job at four mana of doing a thing that keeps the game moving yeah i i'm always nervous about any card that forces or that makes people discard mm -hmm. that's that's always been a uh, something that my opponents have never been excited about doing i know i'm not excited about discarding so I'm a little nervous. Um, I do feel like three life is a pretty minor amount to pay. Um, but when you start paying it repeatedly, yeah, at, at yeah. some point people, people are going to get sick of the card. So, um, but I mean, hey. Uh, the red one, I believe, is next. Yes. Uh, yes. Yep. Uh, my favorite one. Uh, but maybe that's because I've been able to have it go off so many times. 
So, <laughs> this is five mana in red, which is honestly not that hard to do post treasures. Yeah. Um, so, it's three red red. Uh, when it enters battlefield, you become the monarch. Great. At the beginning of your upkeep, Court of Ire. I don't think I mentioned what it was called. Court of Ire. <laughs> Court of Ire deals two damage to any target. You get a free shock every turn. Amazing. Pays itself off in like two turns because you're also getting card draw at the end of turn. Uh, if you're the monarch, it deals seven damage to that player or permanent instead. Uh, this is a house because you're either getting a free shock per turn and in red, if you have like a bunch of like goblins or something or any sort of way to block combat, you're going to be getting seven fairly easy. Uh, and this, I mean, it's it. Where I struggle with it is that I've gotten this out early enough that people don't have attackers, <laughs> and right. then I just start doing seven to people's faces, and that's almost a feel bad. But also, like, you're speeding the game up pretty fast. Well, and if you can get to that spot, it also doesn't hurt that you can deal seven damage to the creature that comes out. Oh, yeah, so definitely. Then it, then it starts being a case of, uh, no, I don't want you to be able to take the Monarch away from me. Pow, I'm getting rid of your creature. Pow, yeah. I get rid of your creature. So that you guarantee that they are not don't have anything to block. My thing with this is the difference between the two damage and the seven... is huge. Yeah, I know, it's five. But like, <laughs> two damage, two damage is virtually nothing in a game of Commander. A yeah. person takes two to the dome, whatever. You tick off your total, who cares? A, a creature takes two damage. Most creatures are at least three, four, five toughness. Yeah. Most of them take that damage and then nothing else, and, and then there's no downside. Remember, this damage comes on your upkeep. So it's yeah. not like you can time it so that it's like, hey, surprise in combat or anything. No, no, this is right up front. Bang, your creature now has two points of damage on it. You'll want to keep that in mind when combat comes around and I swing your way because you're just not going to want to block with that creature. But in the end, two damage is almost nothing. Seven, seven kills almost any creature on the board or it does significant damage to someone's face. I mean, the, 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 that's a real number. That's six six hits and you're dead. Now, I know, I know. You're not getting six hits at seven damage per pop. But it's seven damage. When a when a when a creature when a creature swings in and hits you for seven, you feel it. This is doing it, and there's a chance that it could do it again the next turn. Ugh. That and is it's harsh. Free. <laughs> it's free. Yes. And it's, it just uh, keeps coming. Yeah. Uh it's fantastic. And I mean, yeah. I think... Um, and I'll, I'll talk about this after I get through the last one, so never mind. Uh, the last one is the green one, which is good as well. Like, yes. I feel like the red and green ones were really strong. The white one, I really liked. The black one was fine. Yeah. And the blue one is garbage. Get out of here. Um, anyway, the green one. Court, Court of Bounty. Of Bounty. Uh, enters Battlefield to become the Monarch. Amazing. Two, two green greens of four mana. Uh, at the beginning of your upkeep, you may put a land on from your hand onto the battlefield. Cool. You're getting an extra land drop per turn. Uh, it does not come in tapped, uh, but you have to have it uh, before your draw. If you're the monarch, instead you may put a creature 
or land from your hand onto the battlefield. So if you're playing green, this is your whole deck, uh, <clears throat> creatures and land, and uh, you're you're having a ball. I mean, yeah. turn turn three comes around, and you put this down, and then turn four, you get your seven mana cost creature out. Like, <laughs> amazing. Uh, this does not see enough play for what it is. Because if you're not the monarch, you're getting extra land drops. You're going from your four lands to play this to your next turn getting six mana. Like that. This one again, I mean, you know, we talked about Court of Iron and the difference between two and f- two and seven. Uh, land or dude? Uh, you know, mm. Yes, I'm, I'm generally always happy to be able to uh, put a land card from my hand onto the battlefield. But being able to put a creature... Like, whoa, hang on, because I, I happen to run some expensive creatures. <laughs> I'm it's just green, after all, yeah. And, and like you're doing this on your upkeep it's, at no cost. It's, it, yeah. No cost. And, like, I would pay almost any of these costs just for an enchantment that says, you become the monarch. Like, uh, like the, yeah, the delta between mm-hmm. if you're the monarch and you're not the monarch is huge <clears throat> in green and red. But, like, even the floor of that, of not being the Monarch, it being your upkeep, you have this on the battlefield, is fantastic for both green and red. Well, right. It's just, it's it's amazing. Right. Now, I look at this and I sort of compare it to how I, like, I measure this sort of the same way I measure Planeswalkers. Mm -hmm. I look at a Planeswalker that has an ultimate ability, and I don't look at the ultimate ability. Show me the plus ability, show me the minus ability. And I will decide from those two whether or not I think this Planeswalker is worth playing. Because I'm probably never going to get to cast that ultimate. Or maybe yeah. I will, but it's rare. With each, of, with, with each of the courts, my plus one is the Monarch. My minus one is the beginning of my upkeep. If I'm not the Monarch, blah. So I'm getting those two abilities all the time. If I'm the Monarch on my upkeep, I get the ultimate. Yeah. Great, great. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's going to happen that often. In green and red, the green and red ones here, like, the the effect of just being the monarch during your upkeep is game-changing. Like, it is right. huge. It's almost too big that, like, not seeing these is surprising. To say the least, like right. I would, I would expect that a few people that we play with would be playing them more, just to, just because of sheer, like, awe. <laughs> right. Like, like it's such, it's such a spectacle when they do resolve. I think my thing with these is that it isn't necessarily about running more enchantment removal, which like we all should be. Um, but I think it's more so running more cards that say become the monarch, like either against these cards or <clears throat> if you are playing these cards, you know, like right. I I think the monarch should be part of more games than I generally see them. Like I see it in Queen Marchesa decks, and that's kind of it <laughs> uh, right. of ones that I'm not playing. Yeah. Um, and I think that like. I, I hope that with Commander Legends 3 or whatever the next Commander Legends thing is, 
um, we or even you know or the next conspiracy or the next battle bond like I hope oh god I can't even think of how Monarch would happen in Two at a Giant um, <laughs> I I hope to see more of this happens become the Monarch because I it, I feel like it just they they had a thing going with Commander Legends one where they were starting to really add the Monarch to more colors right and it was fantastic. And I want to see more of it. Yes, because that's that's how you that's how you counter these cards is becoming the monarch rather than getting rid of enchantments. See, and to me, the next uh, the next cycle of cards that relate to the monarch, I want them to say when card of this cycle enters the battlefield, target opponent becomes the monarch. Oh, you want a Jared Carthalian deck? Uh, yeah, yeah. I want here. You take it. You guys can fight over this. I want to. I want to. Want to do it like that. Basically, here, the rest of you can draw cards. Just stop swinging at me. Here we go. Yeah, done. Um, yeah. So I want. I want a Jared Carthalian. Uh, have you Have you played that card before? Uh, no, but I've played with uh, Andrew McGreeny, and he has played that card before. It's a It's a great little card. I love it. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've definitely gone over time. <laughs> but man. I just love this cycle, and I yeah. hope to see similar things happen. So, we'll be back next week. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope everyone's enjoying their winter. Hope uh, it, it was 70 degrees out today in L.A. Ransom Aarons had a light sweatshirt on. It was too much. It was too much. Uh, but, hey, we're excited to, to share Season 10 with you. We've got a lot of cool things in store. Or at least I think so. I totally have them all planned out. Uh, We'll see you next week for the exciting season premiere of season 10 of Temple of the False Pud, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Play some magic for me. Or invite us to be on your stream so that I can play some magic. I don't play enough magic. Maybe I'll have gotten out of the house by now. I don't know. Play some magic for me, and may your fifth land be the temple. Bye! Bye-bye! Hey everyone, Andy here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Temple of the False Pod. Just a few housekeeping things here at the end of the show. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, pretty much wherever you can find podcasts. Subscribe and give us a review. It really helps out the show. And it'll show us what you like about our podcast. Uh, Also, we've got a Twitter and an Instagram. Our handle is falsepodmtg, all one word. So be sure to follow us. Feel free to reach out to us there or drop us an email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com and tell us your favorite magic-related story. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again to you. And to Bruce, he's Mana Burned on Twitter, and I'm Andy Weekend on Twitter and Twitch. We're Temple of the False Pod, where our decks aren't optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. Have a great night, and may your fifth land be the temple.